welcome to the B-Sides. Hello. Hi. Good morning. Good, Good afternoon. Um, welcome to the B-Sides where we take pop music seriously, but not ourselves. We are a podcast for progressives who believe that pop music matters. I'm Hannah. I'm Becky. I'm Mimi. And we're so glad that you're here. Subscribe to our podcast if you haven't already. We are back with season two. Usually we come out every other Wednesday, but this time we're coming out a little early because we have a positions reactions episode ready for you. Because we have positions. (laughs) We have positions on positions. Today, we're going to talk about our thoughts about positions by Ariana Grande and this new era in general. Um, And we're going to get into how the message and the video of positions are honestly a little off. That's what we're going to talk about today. I'm excited for it. Um, First, we want to say to you all that this week is horrible. We're all having a horrible time this week, this month, this entire election season is really tough. And we've passed four years, these past four years, these past 400 years. I don't know. It's all just it's getting a little bit much these days. So we love you. Make yourself a comfort playlist. DM us on Instagram. If you want us to make one for you, we're here for you. A warning that my comfort playlist will be a bunch of Broadway songs. So if that's what you're <laughs> looking for, please hit me up for a bunch of Defying Gravity and some Spring Awakening jams and some Rent. A warning or a promise? Some Mean Girl songs thrown in there because, yes, it was bad, but also that song where they're like about to like the, um, they have one. It'll come to me. They have, they have one song. That's good. If you watched Emily in Paris, the um, Ashley Park, who's an Emily in Paris, is was also in Mean Girls. Oh, seriously? Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Broadway star. Good for her. Mm-hmm. I can't. I can't bring myself to watch Emily in Paris because of how terrible everyone <laughs> says it is. Although maybe it would be funny, but I just can't justify like wasting that amount of time right now. Okay, I watched it in one night, so <laughs> um, it's really fast episodes. The cast is so hot, and the fashion is so good. Uh, but yeah, it's got to be one of the silliest shows I've ever I've ever watched and makes literally no sense. What I hate about TV shows, I know this was a lot of commentary. It's like they make going viral so easy. Yeah. She legitimately posts a selfie with no hashtags and then all of a sudden has like thousands of followers. And no. It's like that's not how that's not how this works. No, you can't confirm. Yeah. No. If a selfie of me with a baguette. <laughs> like got me that many followers I, yeah I wish I have a lot of access to baguettes I could post them all day but I'm not going to because it's not going to get us viral it yeah. might you never know the power yeah, of a baguette sure. but this is this is like the first positive information I've heard about this show so um that's great and yeah it's tough times one day at a time everyone one yeah. foot in front of the other yeah watch Emily in Paris if you need to and yeah. um we were here for you. Phone bank and or be nice to phone bankers. Definitely. That's a gift you could give. Just be nice to phone bankers. Take their call. Take their call. I just Help their data. A, I got a call from someone yesterday who could not have been more nervous. Just so nervous. And I was like, thank you for your service. Anyway, so let's dive into positions. But first, let's take a quick break. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, Ariana Grande is blessing us with a new era. So let's go over what we, what we know. And I think I, I put a few things of what we know and Mimi and Becky, if you have more things that you know that we know. <laughs> um, okay, so on, on October 14th, she tweeted, I can't wait to give you my album this month. And she told us that the album is coming out on Friday, October 30th, which is this coming Friday. And then she released Positions and the music video on last Friday, October 23rd. Um, I also just have to say there's two other things that happened on Friday that were amazing. 
that I think we we didn't talk about enough on the B-Sides Instagram. One is that Sweet Melody by Little Mix is unbelievable. Have you guys heard it? Yes. Little Mix is and, that, and Happiness from the week before. Uh-huh. Uh, they're the best. And I think we need to do a whole episode about them. Oh, yes. And like underrated current pop girl groups. We should. I saw them with Ariana Grande in <gasps> what? 2016. Thank you wow. to my friend, our friend Isaac, who took me for my birthday. And wow. she was in Philly in March. It was great. Little Max. Little Max. <laughs> <laughs> they were so British. They're so British. Uh, They're so good. Them. Yeah. I didn't know that they opened for Ariana. Wow. They did during the Dangerous Woman tour. Mm-hmm. What a tour. Yeah. <laughs> it was a treat. I just got it was upset. A treat. You were exactly. upset then too. You were I like, remember I was upset, but yeah. was I upset about Little Mix? You were upset that I was at that. You were yeah. like, I haven't seen her yet. I haven't seen them. That I don't think like I don't think I told Hannah. you about Little Mix in that moment. Sorry if I was, was mean. Like, I don't know if <laughs> Hannah can handle this right now. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, it was great. Sweet Melody's great. It's great. It's the song took me a second, but once like the beat really drops, and then I watched the music video after I listened to the song, and then I was like totally hooked. They're great. They can't, they can't do any wrong at this point. And then the other thing that happened is that Miley announced that her album is coming. Um, it's coming later in November. It's called Plastic Hearts. And I feel bad because this is the second time that she's announced something big on a day when Ariana Grande dominated the news cycle. Cause I remember that Miley Cyrus um, dropped Nothing Breaks Like a Heart the same weekend as the Thank You Next video came out. And I remember mm. being like, oh, I'm so sorry, Miley. This is a great song, but no one cares. They're friends, so I hope it's okay, but I felt a little bad. Yeah. No one cared. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we did care about her. I'm just remembering this now. Her cover of Zombie by the Cranberry, <gasps> which was incredible. And, I couldn't um, handle how amazing that was. It was amazing. And I think, um, you know, the lead singer, God, what's her name? Dolores O'Riordan. I'm butchering that. She's deeply Irish um, and she died tragically in 2018. I think she would be very proud of this cover. It was amazing. It was amazing. And Heart of Glass was amazing. I mean, we've known that her covers were amazing ever since she did the backyard sessions with Jolene. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Years ago. She has one of the best voices um, and often doesn't get acknowledged as being like an actually really good singer. And that's because she started as like a joke with Hannah Montana, maybe, or like mm-hmm. musical people view her as a joke. Mm-hmm. She's not a joke to me. And I think she's finally able to identify. I mean, maybe finally is too strong a word. I think over the last few albums, she's been able to like understand how to pick and write songs that are perfect for her voice. Cause her voice is unique, which is what's great. But like a zombie is perfect for her voice and like nobody's perfect. It wasn't perfect for her voice. It was fine, but it wasn't anything special for her voice. Well, it's the best song ever. Yeah. Also her voice is so different than it was 10 years ago. Like yeah. that was 10, that was, was over 10 years ago. She's a grown up. So we're ready for you, Miley. I think we have a lot of feelings though about Miley. And I think we're going to also drop a B-side episode about Miley <laughs> actually, now that we're talking about it. Cause we have a lot of feelings about the way that she's changed over time and and Billy Ray and, uh, and the Billy Melania Ray. Trump tweet. And Billy Ray. Yeah, there's a lot going on. Um, let's let's get to positions. What do we let's just what do we love about positions? The song or the music video, whatever. What are we loving right now? I love Ari's voice always, um, first and foremost. I don't love this song that much, but like I just love her voice. So I can just listen to her pretty much sing anything. Like no matter how bad the song is, like I just can be like, oh well. She's great. I love this song. We got a whistle tone, speaking of how good her mm-hmm. voice is. Mm-hmm. I wasn't sure that the song like warranted a, a whistle tone at that point. But um, yeah, I, I actually like the song. It's growing on me. I had like a little mini dance party to it last night. And it was much more danceable than I realized it would be because the music video doesn't necessarily make it seem like it's going to be dancey. I loved the dogs. At me the too. End. Oh, I love also that Toulouse is in the in a photo when she's in the boardroom. In a portrait, yeah. In a portrait, yeah. Um, I, I love, love the, the snowscape oh with the dogs. I was like dopamine boost um, <laughs> at this at the end. It ended on a good note, I'll say. And 
yeah i mean i i thought i thought um i think there are like mixed reviews we'll get into this more with the video maybe but the way the transitions worked kind of abruptly uh-huh maybe um, a little nauseous yeah fair enough <laughs> fair enough cinematography yeah but overall honestly like i was a little let down i i just was thinking i don't know to me like thank you next is one of the most perfect things she's like hit single she's ever put out that perhaps i'm like nothing will ever top this in my mind for her so i'm giving her a little bit of a hard time yeah um because she could put out something that's like miles better than a lot of what other contemporary pop singers can put out but it's no thank you next. As I texted to Hannah and Mimi, it's no honeymoon avenue. Yeah. I had the same thought, but with God as a woman. I was yeah. like, this is good. This is fun. It didn't blow my mind, but not every song can be God as a woman. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, though, that positions and God as a woman share a lot of the same chords. God as a woman has like many more chords, whereas like this is kind of a classic. There are four chords in the whole song. Um, but they share like like three out of four of the chords are also chords in God is Woman, which means like it would be very easy to make a mashup out of these songs. Mm. And I maybe, bet like content wise as well. I bet TikTok is all over that. Let's see. You heard it here first, maybe, unless you've already discovered a mashup, in which case. I was so glad that you taught us this, Mimi, because I have been singing them back to back in my head. And I thought it was just because I have been thinking about God as a Woman. But the way I've been doing it in my head is like. Switching up positions for you. When all is said and done, you'll believe God is a woman. I'm so good at singing. Yes, that's right. Yeah, that was great. So yeah. I keep doing that on loop in my head because I think they just like, I thought it was just because I love those songs, but you taught me. That the Same chord. chords. And yes. Wow. Proud of you. Wow. Ari's going to have a field day with us on her tour when she can eventually go on tour again mm. in 2027. Oh um, what else about the song itself? I thought it sounded a little overproduced. I yeah. thought it sounded like a lot of people, there's a lot of cooks in the kitchen. Yeah. Um, I, as we're already talking about, I love, I love the combination of strings and trap drums, like almost always. And I love it here. Um, it's interesting because it does sound overproduced, but then like there are moments where it still sounds overproduced, but there's also like a breakdown, like a bridge breakdown that's almost acapella. I would love to hear what this is like acapella because I think it would be really interesting. But yeah, overall agreed. It sounds pretty overproduced. I also noticed that she has like returned to a different approach to singing kind of like she has stopped enunciating again and um she's I mean she sounds she sounds kind of lighter again like she did in some of her older music and is just like really not enunciating and I'm like we're back because the last time we heard from her and maybe even the time before that um her lyrics were much clearer and I it's not a criticism it's just you know something I noticed someone in the b-sides um instagram was like she sings so fast I can't understand her and I was like it's not the speed necessarily it's enunciation yeah she's never good at it but this was a particularly like wow you just don't need us to know the lyrics you're like they can google it if they want to know right it's like the way that she's approaching the notes with her voice and kind of like a head voice versus chest voice kind of thing and it's hard with her because she has such a great voice that like and she has, you know, a soprano voice that it can be hard to tell, but she, it's just, she's, she's really not trying to say the words and we just have to accept that. And it has nothing to do with speed. I don't think. I think it's a good song to take us from the previous era, but I don't think it gives us a lot of a sense of what this era will bring, which is fine. And, and that said, we might put a little too much pressure on eras these days, you know, like songs can be songs, albums can be albums, but there's this whole like pressure of having it be an era. I mean, this era, I think in, in many ways is just as defined now by her belly button as it is the actual song. <laughs> now that we got her belly, button, which you've never gotten before. That's, yeah. yeah, I think it's a good song to bridge it, but I don't think it's like, oh, wow, like, I know I really have a sense of what this is going to bring, what the album's going to sound like. And yeah, so I was thinking 
that I like have no idea what I think the collective thing of the album I saw also um like that the weekend is going to be mixed on some of these songs um is it and is it Ty Dolla Signs yeah that I actually think it may be more of like an R&B hip-hop vibe that was what my that's what I was thinking and this kind of falls into that too a little bit yeah it's like it's less like um it's less poppy Mm-hmm. and a little bit more maybe it's because it's her lower she's singing in a lower voice hmm. and she does some of her like ah you know like <laughs> or whatever she does and I can't do yeah. it. you know what I mean <laughs> like which in a position <laughs> yeah like those the runs all runs. the runs thank you Mimi <laughs> yeah I think there are some people who have been predicting that this is going to be a more R&B vibe um, I know B-Side's friend Alex was DMing us about um, how he predicts that this album is going to be a little stylistically all over the place, which I can see. Maybe which not. everyone in quarantine kind of feels a little yeah, bit all over the place. So I get not, it. It's fine, right? It's fine. She's allowed to to do yeah. it. I think that, um, you know, I was really feeling, right. So this song is more side to side than ghosting mm-hmm. or imagine, right? But that is like, uh, what I had to remind myself is that is 100% her prerogative to switch up her themes. That's actually what the song is about, is that she can switch up whatever she wants. Like she does not, ha- just because she's now made Imagine and Ghosting doesn't mean she only has to make songs like that for the rest of time. Like she doesn't have to. Yeah. She can stay, you know, in in the side to side shit that she loves. Right. Especially if she's not, like we should remember the context for those songs. If she's, if she's not like grieving as acutely as she was, when she made those songs like that is okay and probably healthy and a part of life so she's allowed to you know have different moods different vibes yeah and she has her new boyfriend that she's clearly switching up positions for for him I thought this song was legitimately just about sex and then I watched the music video and I was like it's still about sex which we'll talk about later but I just thought it was about sex point blank I think it is I still think it is (laughs) Yeah, I think the music video is introducing other things, but I don't think the song is supposed to be about anything else. Yeah, but she loves her new boyfriend. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I think that one of the um, one of the only lines that I actually found like interesting. That sounds rude. I just mean like I think that the song is kind of taken at face value. But yeah. the, lo- the the opening two lines, "Heaven sent you to me," I'm just hoping I don't repeat history. I thought was interesting as the opening of this era because it definitely is a callback to um the song Pete Davidson and I think I think that's like I just appreciated that perspective that she's bringing into it which is kind of like you know I've I've fallen again I do this sometimes (laughs) you all know that and I hope that this is going to be a you know a new a new journey which I kind of I liked I liked that callback yeah. Repeat history is what I saw a lot. Oh my God. I didn't even think of that. That's so good. Oh my God. Also, this guy like looks like Pete Davidson too. Yeah, he kind of does. She's got a type. Um, I was also thinking when we were talking about um, like just the, the different kinds of vibes that Ariana can do and, you know, whether or not this is going to be stylistically all over the place. Like one of the times I was listening to it, because I listened to it many times over and over again, I was thinking about it from the perspective of like Ariana and her fans. And like, you know, I I will switch up positions for you guys. I can do a bunch of different things. I like making you happy. It makes me happy to make you happy. And I was like, maybe that's like, and she's having fun. You know, she always has fun in the studio. And I'm sure she's going to be an executive producer, if not a producer of this album. And I was like, maybe this is kind of about our relationship with Ariana Grande. <laughs> It's hard to tell. It's like there's nothing there's nothing refuting that. Um, but I don't see much like support. I think I think she just wants people to extrapolate it, which they of course do immediately. You know, that's how you get buzz. So but yeah, I could see that. She can do so many different things. And I'm sure we'll talk about that more in this episode and beyond. I think we should get to the theme of the song, um, which I think we all have like feelings about I know that the b-sides community on Instagram our dms were really a a lot going on because people have really feel a lot of feelings about this theme so like you know the theme itself is 
making someone else happy makes you happy, switching things up, doing things that are outside of your comfort zone, and generally being accommodating for, in this case, a male lover. And with a theme like this, you want to hope, you want to believe that the choice to be accommodating to your lover is coming from a place of love and empowerment. But we know that too often partners, especially male partners, will see like we'll see a lack of accommodation, we'll conflate that with a lack of love or we'll tell their partners that a lack of accommodation is a lack of love and turn it on them. So I'm always just a little bit suspicious. I have my antenna up for songs that have a message like this and, and the role that that plays in our culture. And I just, I can't pretend I'm not, a, I don't get a little nervous when this is the theme of a pop song. Yeah, she she doesn't at all, uh, like lay out that nuance in there. Like it would be reductive to say that this is fully disempowering and it would be reductive to say the opposite. Um, but Hannah, you had compared it, I think on Instagram um, in a story saying that it reminded you of Cater to You by Destiny's Child, which I fully agree. And, you know, it's there, it's, it's, this idea of like there's nothing wrong and there's actually something quite beautiful about you know finding someone special enough that makes you want to do things that you wouldn't do otherwise like there's nothing wrong with that we've all been there I'm sure but this isn't that much like cater to you is also not that like it seems sweet until it's like there are lyrics that are like my life would be purposeless without you and it's in the context of like reassuring your man that like your life is nothing at all without him that crosses the line that's not great and um you know a lot of a lot of people are are not gonna read below the surface of this one either if there is anything below the surface not clear um so yeah I think that Ari and has the pop what we know about her publicly is that she's gone through a lot of trauma too with like I can only imagine the weight of having like someone that you thought you're gonna spend the rest of your life with then die um that I imagine that she probably like has a skewed concept of love. And I know that she, what she also like her father wasn't in the picture for a lot of her life too, that maybe like she's trying to grapple like what it means maybe to like care for someone through like the only way that she knows how. Um, and I think that's kind of seen in this too. And also she's very rich. So I imagine a way that she probably shows her love is through buying people things and like, you know, like we'll talk about the music video in a second, but like she's like making things and like shit like that. You know, I'm sure I'm I, I, I'm just going to guess that maybe one of her love languages is like showing love through buying too. Yeah, like seven rings, for example, literally she's showing her friendship through buying these women beautiful rings, which good for her. I think there's a lot more to grapple with with this message um, in terms of like what position of power she is in. And I don't mean like presidentially when we get to the music video. Um, so let's wrap up our initial reactions to the song itself and then we'll get into the music video. Um, I think in general, my takeaways are, you know, I wanted something initially that was just absolutely unforgettable. Um, I think that in a lot of ways, you know, Thank You Next was obviously that for Thank You Next era. And I do think No Tears Left to Cry was that for Sweetener in a lot of ways. But, you know, in some ways, this isn't it. In other ways, I think I'll, I think I'll, I might be able to get there. And I do think this is like the vibe that she's wanting to play with and she's allowed to. So that's my initial reaction to the song itself. Yeah. And I just think musically, again, this is maybe a little reductive, but for a lead single, um, we've talked about briefly about the chord progression it shares with God's Woman or, or the key, minor key. Um, like it's mid-tempo and kind of like genre melding with the strings and the trap drums. And it's kind of hard to pull off, I think, like a mid-tempo lead single. Like, I don't know if we really think about that most of the time, but it's just like, it's middle of the road. It's like not a great preview of what's to come unless it's like a really incredible song most of the time. And, and most... I would venture to say that most lead singles are either like pretty up-tempo or they are like specifically ballads, slow jams. And, and that's because it's like with something like this, it's, we may not realize that tempo has something to do with it, but it's kind of like, what is this? And like, when do I see myself listening to this? 
and I'm not sure. Um, so, so that's, yeah, my final thought on that. Yeah, I co-sign everything that was said, I think is kind of a snooze um, for a first hit. But as you guys are talking, it also makes me uh, the current moment that we're in. It's like we're not we don't need club bangers right now because like we're not going to the club. So maybe uh, I mean, she that's not with Lady Gaga was obviously a club banger. So but it's kind of nice to have a maybe like a slower song too for the present moment. That's so true. Like that's one of the first things I said when I finished listening to it. I was like, I I wanted Rain on Me, but that's actually a Lady Gaga song. But I just I really wanted that, and that's not what I got. But yeah. actually, what we what we need more is songs that you can sit on your couch while you're looking while you're like on your laptop and just like bouncing side to side. That's yeah. like what we do right now. That's what we need, <laughs> and that's what the song is. So good for her. Okay, um, let's take a short break and then get into the music video. Okay, so first we should say that this music video was polarizing in the B-Sides. In the B-Sides Instagram community, a lot of complicated feelings. I actually thought I was in some ways, not that I was surprised by that, but I actually just didn't see this music video make as much of a cultural splash as I expected it to. So I wasn't sure if we all were going to have a lot of feelings. And the minute I opened that up in in the B-Sides Instagram the answers and the DMs just came rolling in. A lot of you love it. A lot of you have complicated feelings and a lot of you feel both. So we have a few, um, a few posts that uh, from, from you all that we wanted to share. Um, so maybe we can just start off by reading some uh, notes from our B-Sides community. Yeah, B-Sides friend Maya said, I just wish the video went with a different song. The video is so good and I'm such an election in such an election zone and the song felt totally unrelated and left me craving something with much more punch. And B-Sides friend Mimi, who's not me, said, it's good. It's fine. It's not trauma fueled. And I think that's okay. She deserves it. I think that's something we were saying earlier that when, when Mimi, who is not you, um, said that I thought that was a really legitimate point um, that we should take seriously. Like, it's okay for her to have songs that are not about her trauma. That is great and good. So I, I think that something that we're wrestling with is that the juxtaposition of the message of the song, which is I will accommodate a man, with the music video, which is a woman in office, a woman in the White House, feels a little minimizing for the current state of affairs, which feels very high stakes. Um, our, another B-Sides friend, Celeste, sent us a Twitter thread that we posted on Instagram from someone named Kiara, who wrote, while you're inspired by all of the women in charge leading the country, a feat that obviously hasn't happened yet, President Ariana sings about how she's willing to switch positions to a position that's much more domesticated for him, for a man. And then she says, like, how did we go from Cardi B's, I don't cook, I don't clean, but let me tell you, I got this ring to President Ariana singing, switching the positions for you, cooking in the kitchen and I'm in the bedroom. And it's true, that's a really, that is a, that is a jump. I understand that take. I don't agree with everything about it and we'll dig into it, but I definitely, I'm like, I'm vibing with that take that it, it illustrates a tension that I felt when I was watching the video too. I think that Ari's team probably was like, let's be contemporary. Like, let's have something that like fits the mood. Oh, we'll stick you in the White House. (laughs) Like it's election season. Like we're putting this out literally. I think that it's, yeah, I think that the video didn't penetrate that much because there's literally so much shit going on in the world and so much media that it's so hard, even if you're Ariana Grande, to like penetrate even into like the sphere of all the shit that we're being thrown at us constantly um, that, yeah, I, I don't know. Part of me watched that and I was like, dude, you're just trying to make yourself seem like with it and this falls flat. Yeah, I'm desperate to know who was in charge of that decision. <laughs> I just I really want to know how that went down because it seems like an obvious choice in a way. Um, people who want to be like, no, she's doing a good she's doing a public service here. Or like she's like re drawing attention back to the election as if the election ever left anyone. I mean, I guess maybe there are some people who are 
like major Ariana Grande fans who are not paying attention to the election maybe and this draws them back in I don't that seems like a stretch to me she Uh, also sorry Mimi yes she also advertises about like voting registration everything so much more than like so many other pop stars do like you could be a Taylor Swift fan and like maybe not know what's going on and like see she endorsed Joe Biden and like whatever you're out of it but like Ari like actually like posts a lot of shit she does stuff with Bernie like I don't know I was like you should have consulted the Bernie team maybe before you put this out to be like hey this is not what we need right now like I don't know sorry go on no I I fully agree and I think there probably was a way to like less confusingly combine this song and the White House with different imagery and things like that but that's not what happened. But yeah, I mean, one of, like one of my, a couple of reasons I'm disappointed in her, we'll get into. The first one is that this is like fully not 2016. And like one thing that I really have no patience for in 2020 is girl boss culture, which is what the vibe of this is to me. You know, it's like submissive and it's also fake empowering And it's this idea that has grown, that has been around in some form for a long time, um, but has grown, I think, like in the 2010s and like actually a brand, Girlboss, which (laughs) is the idea of like, instead of dismantling the system that has given white men absurd amounts of power forever, let's just work within the system and snag some of it for ourselves on an individual basis, ladies. Like, let's get that bread without... (laughs) just you know questioning the structures I make myself laugh questioning the structures that um disempower so many groups of people it's just it's absurd especially I think it's just like it's really embarrassing in 2020 because it's just been like such a catastrophic year in so many ways and inequities across social and economic lines have been laid bare uh, more than I can remember Um, in any other previous year and so like you know I thought that has kind of exposed the smoke and mirrors of corporate feminism and girl boss culture and some kind of like why is this back and why is Ariana Grande delivering it to us again I think it's back and especially back for women white women rich white women who like think that they're doing something by doing this and it's like so easy and doesn't require for them to like have any discomfort or confront like anything and this is like oh look I woke up this morning and like I'm gonna empower some people by telling them to buy a shirt that says like I'm a feminist and like we're gonna change the culture and like not actually do any type of real look inward and I actually I think that that I don't think of Ari as that kind of person based on her like previous things that she's done. Like if you told me Taylor Swift did that, I would be like, sure, that checks out. Um, Maybe not 2020 Taylor Swift, but 2016 Taylor Swift. Um, But yeah, maybe she's just having a hard time in quarantine, doesn't feel super creative. And someone gave her this and she was like, sure, this sounds like the least I could do. So I... I might as well do something. I think that it is more of a cultural choice than a political one. Mm-hmm. And I think that's okay, but just do it at a different time. If that's the case, right? Like if you're not going to make a message, which I, I, you know, shout out to the USPS. Sure. That was in there, but there wasn't a political message behind it, which is fine. It doesn't have to be. Just don't do it right now, please. If that's, if that's the case, like that's kind of what I was it makes me think of the Kim people are dying meme. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. I The USPS, I don't think we talked about that yet. We didn't. That was yeah. one great moment. I, is she giving them like the Presidential Medal of Freedom? Yeah, I think. Yeah. There could have been a lot of moments like there could have been more meaningful moments like that. That was one of the only things where I was like, yes, good. I was going to say she could have also like ended it with like a vote message. Or, like, uh, vote for Biden-Harris. Like, I don't think that she's so left. She's on the more left side that I don't think that would have isolated any one of her fans or been, like, shocked that, like, that appeared. Like, that's also the least you could do. Is she donating any revenue of this song to, like, any of the Senate races? Right. And, I mean, I saw a post in or a comment in, like, one Facebook group that I'm in that was, like, um, 
that was kind of like dunking on her for for this is like the only political stand she's ever taken. And everybody in the comments just like ripped into that person was like, no, this is actually like one of the most vocal civic engagement, like, you know, celebrities of all time. Like you don't, this is, that's not the take is that like, you know, how dare she do this as her one thing. It's not one thing. She does many things. And we're always, we're always grateful for the stands that she takes. And it was like, Ari, since you are political, I don't know, maybe you could have done it a little better. I have a higher standard for her. Mm -hmm. engagement in politics she's built that higher standard for herself like I didn't you know she she's a very smart and savvy political celebrity and that's why I was kind of like really this is how's it going I also want to share a take from uh, a b-sides friend named Sarah who I thought this was I thought that what Sarah said is what Ariana herself would say about this about the message which is I also think the video is saying I'm still in charge, even if she switches positions for her lover. Like I'll do what you like, but don't forget I'm the boss. I I I think that's what Ariana would say. I think that I agree with that, but I think you have to think a little too hard to get that from the message. And she should know that a lot of her fans are stupid. <laughs> yeah, I I think that's what she would say as well, um, especially yeah. because she. She she says in the song, although you can't understand the lyrics of the song, so it's kind of a moot point. But, um, you know, yeah, she says something about it, which implies like agency, obviously, of like she wants to for this person, and usually would not, and that implies, you know, some level of power. No way she cooks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. The way she stuck her head in the oven, I yeah, was like, could go poorly at any second I was like you're tossing flour on your face like what (laughs) I was like maybe you do know how to cook pasta homemade pasta because you're Italian and like that's a big part of your identity but like what just throwing flour everywhere (laughs) yeah um can we talk about the outfits I I was having mixed feelings about the Jackie Kennedy vibes because on the one hand the Jackie Kennedy look it was almost kind of annoying because I was like it's this is unimaginative like this is every female you know, White House vibe. Why didn't you think of something more interesting? But then I was like, you know what? We have literally no example of how a female president would dress. So, you know, if she wants to go back to the 60s, she's allowed to. Yeah, she's also just beautiful, Jackie O. So everyone always tries to like emulate her because she's classy. Jackie, Ariana Grande, Kennedy, Onassis. (laughs) Just has a great ring to it. It does. Um, yeah, I keep going back and forth on how active the Jackie choice was and like if there's any symbolism related to that. I do sort of think it's like an obvious, you know, I mean, there there are ways to imagine what a female president would be like. I mean, also like who cares? But <laughs> at the same time, um, you know, she can wear sweatpants. Yeah. That's what our woman president, yeah, whatever, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> juicy tracksuit, Adidas tracksuit. tracksuit. Yes. Adidas overalls, like whatever. Um, but, you know, this idea, Jackie was obviously iconic and beautiful and chic and therefore an obvious choice. I think it would be hilarious if she tried to impersonate like Lady Bird Johnson or Nancy Reagan. Um, that would be very funny to me. Um, but no one, would, no one would get it. and It would be great. <laughs> I would get it. And that's what counts. We would get it. Um, But uh, I don't know. But then I'm like, is it is it tied more to the actual role that Jackie inhabited, like her relationship with JFK and the appearances they put on and the way the Kennedys saw her as a tool that they could use to get more power and the power that she knew she had to destroy him if she wanted to, which is like absolutely true. And the way that she kind of like crafted his legacy for him after he died. But then I'm like, does the does the answer to that question even matter? And like, is anyone actually thinking about this that deeply? Like, I don't think it matters. And I think it's probably not that deep. And it probably is just like, oh, this is an iconic look. I'll just do this. And then the comments, people will be like, yes, Ariana for president. Like, this is my dictator. I love her. Jackie Kennedy, Ariana Grande, Onassis. So I don't know. I don't know. I love when Mimi asks really profound and like something, you know, questions I would never consider asking and then ends with, 
you know, does the answer to that question matter? Because <laughs> that's what the B-sides is for. We ask yeah. big questions and maybe the answers matter and maybe they don't. I, you know, we need to think about the so what's yeah. always. And like, I don't know that they're, just because I'm like, oh, like, is she trying to actually say something about uh, like gender dynamics in these political positions of power in some way, specifically tied to like a Jackie JFK moment. But it's like most people aren't going to read that a certain way. And that was probably not really the choice here. So who cares? Like, I don't I don't really see how it's ultimately relevant, even if I'm I'm wondering about this. Yeah. Switching up positions for you. One one joke I was going to make was that uh-huh. if she had done something about the state Senate, it would have literally like we're switching positions of people. If she'd been like, I'm donating, like I'm splitting like uh-huh. my six people, I'm literally switching the positions of the Senate. I don't know. Right, like, like here are the latest polls. This one's R plus two. We're like donating to this. <laughs> this. Like, you know, like I, let's literally switch up positions. I thought about that too. I was like, this isn't like political positions, slants, viewpoints, and then like the funny, the best ones were like Senate, like taking these people out. So much. (laughs) Yeah. I saw someone on Twitter that was like, the way this will be irrelevant in two weeks. And I was like, that's an intense take. And the weird thing about this music video, about it being centered on the White House, is that it's supposed it's it feels like it was supposed to be a big fuck you to the president, the current sitting president. But it actually comes off a little banal. And then if Trump wins or doesn't win but takes the presidency back through fighting it in the courts or whatever he very much might do, it's just going to be this like horrible artifact from October 2020 that we will never ever watch ever again. Like the outcome really affects how this video will be remembered. We all can't be Demi Lovato with commander in chief. And I think it, we don't need to expand on that. I'll just leave that. Leave it out there. Think about it. Think about it. Yeah. It's a, it's a bold move in that way. Um, yeah. A horrible artifact. That's a, a great way to put it. And, like, I was really trying to think back to horrible artifacts from 2016, which my brain has mostly tried to block, I think. Fight um, song. Hmm? Fight song. Oh, well, yeah. Fight song. Like, it's a different kind of artifact because it was so tied to a candidate. But, like, that, yeah. it's that kind of thing where now, like, the, the future of that song is forever tied to an outcome that the artist did not have a hand in deciding. Yeah, ill-fated. And we talk about fight song every few episodes. So, <laughs> you know, if you're with us, that's a, that's a major thread that we pull through. Um, just And just like the, the memes and like the concept of like the uh, like reappropriated nasty woman from that debate with Hillary and Trump. But I'm mostly drawing a blank. But I even I like did a little research yesterday because I was like, what were some other memes and BuzzFeed had a list from the end of the year 2016 um interestingly I couldn't see any of the actual memes because they were all pulled from tweets and all of those tweets had been deleted (laughs) and I was like that's a tell like all of these tweets have are now gone um which I thought was interesting although the other the other meme that was like very present present around the last election was evil Kermit which we know has had a lot of staying power but yeah I don't I don't know I it's kind of a we'll we'll see we'll see the legacy of this music video in you know a few short days the only other thing I can think of which is like she accomplished immediately with this is getting a lot of comments from people being like Ariana for president so is that is that what she wanted? I don't really see why. It doesn't really seem to fit for her um, to be like, I feel like reading a lot of comments about how I should be president a week and a half before the election. Therefore, this is the video that I'm going to make. If so, she really accomplished that. Um, some people even being like, let's take it a step further. Let's make her a dictator. I'm all for it. So, um, yeah, I'm quoting here. I'm, I'm not for it. 
Grande Sanders, 2024. Yeah, she's still going to be too young, as we all are. Oh, right. Run for president, but soon enough. Um, and the the last thing that I was kind of thinking about, um, and this goes along with, I think what we talked about earlier about like being disappointed in her for <laughs> a couple of reasons. One of which is how how political she is and how much she cares about inequities in general. And so it's like, couldn't this have been better if we were going to, if we were going to take the song in this direction in the music video. The other thing for me, like one of the reasons why I have always thought she's great. um, And this is like something similar to something I said about Naya when we were talking about Glee, but it's not something that I feel about that many famous people. I just want to say that it's just that we've been talking about some of the ones that applies to recently is that she's so funny like she is like Ariana Grande can do impressions she can do physical comedy she can do quips in a way that a lot of pop stars and actors cannot kind of like on their own and what I love about that aside from making me laugh is that like it's usually a sign of intelligence especially emotional intelligence and a sign that someone has a sense of what well-placed empathy is like. And and that's all true for her. Like it really is. And so while we can't really know celebrities truly, given how funny she is and how much she cares about politics and justices, especially right now, it seems fair to expect more from her here and be disappointed in this, even though we all have like foggy pandemic brains. So maybe we can be forgiving in that way. But that's sort of my other take on this. It's qualities that I really like about her that I feel like should influence the way that she handles this moment. Yeah. And um, another B-Sides friend named Amanda, who we were DMing about this, she was like, you know, sharing some of the things that she was disappointed in. And she said, I don't know, maybe I just hold Ariana to a really high standard. And I was like, I think she's earned the high standard. Like she, she's amazing. We all know she is amazing. She's funny. She's smart. She's political. She's talented as fuck. She has earned her high standard, so we're going to keep holding her to it. And I'm sure that there'll be some great songs on this in this era that will like rise to that in different ways, and hopefully different music videos that will do the same. I think she's earned her her high standard. Mm-hmm. It's lonely at the top, <laughs> as okay. she knows as president, <laughs> right? As president of our country, she knows. Yeah, Sometimes that's why Shomi surrounds herself with her dogs. Yeah, exactly. In the snow, which is not, hasn't been the case in D.C. for years, basically. Um, okay. Let's and that's go. on climate change. And that's, and that's that on climate change. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> and this is a climate change podcast. Okay. Um, let's go through what we know. Maybe she was making a statement. Sorry. Maybe yeah. she was making that was the end with the political statement by being oh. like, remember snow D.C. with Trump's policies. You'll never see it again. No. And that's that. We will not ban <laughs> fracking. Okay. We will yeah. not. We will yeah, not. So everything's going to be fine no matter what, right? Yeah, that's right. true. Yeah. Okay. I good. love that as a political statement. Not only was it was it um aesthetically beautiful, but yeah, haven't seen haven't seen that in DC in quite some time. Mhm. Mhm. And that's on climate. Anyway, we only have a few more days before the era kicks off in its entirety. And I don't know about you all, but I love these moments, like these moments right before, these moments right before like a Taylor album are like the happiest days of my life. Like I just live for this shit. So I wanted to to talk about what we know. We have the album art. We've also seen the full album photo shoot. It was released. I didn't realize, I would never have known that the dress was green. That that, I mean, her outfit is green. It's very 60s vibe. It's adorable. Mm -hmm. We know that Max Martin is involved. And we know the entire track list, actually. Can I read it? Is that, is that too much? Can I read the track list? Please do. Okay. Here are the songs. There are 14 songs? Yeah, 14 songs. Okay. The first one is called Shut Up. I can't wait for this. I hope it's great because that's amazing to me. The, sex, sex, the second one, <laughs> this, the theme is sex of this album, if that's not clear. Um, the second one is called 34 plus 35. I heard that it might be just instrumental. I'm very curious about what that could mean. Third which is we all mo- know, which we all know adds up to 69. So 
I'm humiliated that I didn't do that addition to my, I didn't know that maybe. (laughs) Just as we talk about themes, you know, all right, please go on. I I was like, what could this possibly mean? And I didn't even (laughs) think to just add. Oh my God. Okay. Number three is motive with Doja Cat. I'm really excited about that. Four is just like magic. Five is off the table with the weekend. Six is 6.30. Seven is Safety Net featuring Ty Dolla Sign. I'm sure it's going to be an indictment of the way that the you know we have just absolutely ripped apart welfare and safety nets in this country. I'm sure that's what that's going to be about. Eight is called My Hair. Listen, it's been a long time coming. We've always known this was going to happen. Nine is Nasty, speaking of cultural artifacts. Ten is West Side. Eleven is Love Language, speaking of giving gifts as love language as her love language 12 is positions i'm happy it's at the end i can't explain why just feels right 13 is obvious and 14 is pov so exciting it is exciting do we think that pov is about tiktok and that kind of like uh tiktok format it's like it's like a thing yeah it's like do you know what i'm talking about where it's like pov you're uh yes yeah you're a this and i'm (laughs) you know what i mean yeah Maybe. Maybe. I can't wait to find out. She is very internet savvy. She is. Is there anything else we know about this era that I forgot? I hope that Toulouse has, you know, more yeah, more opportunities to shine. Yeah. Our fave. We love. I'm glad that her friends are still involved. Taylor Parks was in the video. Victoria Monet was in the video. I hope they are collaborators on this project as well. We love her friends. Yeah. Can't wait to see how this all turns out. All of it everything in the last in the next week or two everything that is going to happen in the next few weeks i am interested in the outcome yes yep me too (laughs) i'm happy we have this kind of distraction it is a distraction so i feel a little bit of feelings about that but overall this has been really fun to dive into um this morning and with all of you on Instagram and it's so it's just great to have more Ariana Grande songs she's like one of my favorite artists of all time I love her songs Uh, this wasn't the showstopper I wanted but I will listen to it a billion times so you know where does that put me in terms of I'm still going to support her no matter what at at least at this time Um, so that's our show thank you so much for sticking with us I hope you learned a lot about positions um If you found yourself talking back to the podcast at all, that means that you should continue the conversation with us. Um, We can't wait to hear what you think. If you agree, if you disagree, if you have more to add, um, we love that. So one of the ways that you can do that is to follow us on Instagram at listen to the B-sides, on Twitter at the B-sides pod. You can join our Facebook group by searching the B-sides or going to bit.ly slash B-sides FB group. You can be old fashioned. And just email us. Listen to the B-sides at gmail.com. We love that. Um, and this week, if you wanted to consider helping us out, you could leave us a review or you could join our Patreon. Those are two ways that really mean a lot to us to, to help us out. So all of the links that we've mentioned are in the description of this episode. If you want to take a second now to open your podcast app and scroll down, check out those links. While you're there, you should subscribe to the podcast. We're back with season two. Um, we will see you in two Wednesdays. And that's going to be post November 3rd. So there's going to be a lot for us to unpack as a community, um, the B-Sides community and broader. So until the next time that we cut to the feeling, I'm Hannah. I'm Becky. I'm Mimi. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Good luck, everyone. Good luck. Yeah. Good night and good luck. Talk to you on the other side. Cheers.